0: These are not real people. They've struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down.
1: So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay.
0: A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah.
1: Bob came upstairs, and then I heard them say, like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened?
0: It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the
1: word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have, have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything, or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, Can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything, and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most.
0: I mean, this this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting.
1: So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I
0: could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal and to episode 102. Today I'm delighted to be joined by another new guest in Poppy who is going to tell us a little bit about uh, the two books that she is now the author of and for me it was really interesting to to hear a little bit more about this project not just because um, there are two books that focus in on mental health but particularly because of the age group that Poppy is kind of focusing in on, which is um, young people or children uh, aged between kind of 7 to 11. I think it's a really interesting topic. And those of you that regularly listen to the podcast will know in a number of episodes, we kind of talk about the importance of education and talking about mental health at an early age and, and how important that is. So for me, it was really interesting to, to kind of get a chance to sit down and have a chat with Poppy about um, not just the books, but kind of the rationale and the the thoughts that have gone into, not just the book, but actually just the decision to make a book and to write a book and and to focus in on those particular age groups as well. Uh, our conversation really went into more depth than I was expecting. Actually, uh, kind of there's a lot in those books involving stuff around kind of CBT and mindfulness, which you wouldn't necessarily expect, which I didn't expect. Um, so it's really interesting to hear about that and some of the other stuff uh, that Poppy mentions as well. Particularly for me, I was also interested in the fact that Poppy shares a little bit about her own story and the fact that she um, doesn't feel like she's been directly affected by a mental health illness, and and yet this is a, a project and an area that she really wants to be involved with and, and start conversations, which I think is so... Uh, interesting and so empowering for uh, those of us that may struggle with mental health illnesses that um, there are people that want to get involved and want to talk about mental health and want to support those conversations. It's not just people that have that lived experience but um kind of everyone really wants to and recognizes that there needs to be more conversation around mental health so that was an awesome thing I kind of got from our conversation as well so uh without giving too much away I am I'm going to drop you guys in a moment straight into our conversation that we had uh, a few days ago uh actually weeks but don't mention that (laughs) um so again, I want to thank you guys for, for downloading, for clicking on the link, for listening to the podcast and continuing to be involved in this kind of community of, of listeners and talkers and, and people that really want to be um, involved in that the, the mental health conversations that really want to help share and kind of, yeah, really want to share um, individual personal stories uh, and journeys as well, which is absolutely a so... Um, thank you for listening but also thank you to again all of those people that have come on to the podcast previously and to Poppy for coming on today if you are interested in coming on to the podcast in the future please remember you can get in contact through the website which is mikesopenjournal.com um, or through t- twitter uh, which is at mike underscore douglas underscore but yeah I'm going to drop you straight into our conversation which I really hope you enjoy um, and as always all the links are in the description and at the end of the episode so one of the things I've started asking people, which has led to actually some really different types of answers, which is interesting, um, is just, how's your day been?
1: How's my day been? Um, my day has been good, hot today. I've been, um, I was working at home this morning and then I went out to a Pilates class, but the teacher didn't turn up, um, so I was a bit worried about what's happened to her, Um so I'm not sure what happened to her, but uh came home and did some writing that I had been putting off. So I guess it was a blessing in disguise. Oh,
0: um, it's nice. It's, it's nice to actually get outside, I think, especially in this sort of yeah. weather. Obviously, we were already talking about that before, but I think making the most of it and, and really using it where possible. Like, so often we're limited by not being able to go outside because of adverse weather. And so to <laughs> yeah. actually have it, sunny and accessible is really nice and um it really makes
1: a difference to my mood i find when it's when the weather's nice
0: yeah is that like being outside in it or just generally the sunlight
1: i think the sunlight yeah just waking up and seeing that it's a beautiful day just yeah
0: oh that's pretty cool i've had i don't know this year not as much um i've got to say but i think the last few years generally yeah in the summer when it's lighter in the morning I'm like mm. more ready to go it's not yeah. quite kicked in for me that this year oh, but I think it's um I don't know if that's to do with the heat so it's hotter rather mm. than it's just oh it's sunnier in the morning um but yeah I just I I've not quite got that oh it's the morning which I've uh, I've had in previous years yeah. uh but I know you're involved with um a few different things and different campaigns and stuff at the moment so I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about um obviously you've written two books recently as well and tell us a little bit about the background in into that project uh
1: yes so they are called you're a star and don't worry be happy um they are aimed at children aged 7 to 11 um you're a star is about self-esteem and don't worry be happy is about uh anxiety or overcoming anxiety um and yeah i was really excited to um to write them it's a Subjects I've been interested in for a while and um, I have two children of my own and just seeing their little uh, personalities and their minds growing and changing and forming um, different every day um, has been just fascinating to me and um, In the research for the books, um, I researched cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness um, and and yeah just kind of uh observing how my children speak about themselves has been really eye-opening i think
0: i think it's really different now as well isn't it i was speaking to um uh some older gentlemen today and uh was really interesting kind of gauging from them that they even they had this idea that actually our, our culture is changing and that mental health is spoken about a little bit more but yeah. predominantly younger people maybe um, for a range of, of different reasons seem to be a little bit more comfortable about talking about mental health um, just in terms of obviously the conversation not necessarily about treatment or anything like that but just mm-hmm. kind of that general conversation and I wonder. Um, especially when you're, your age group of kind of that sort of seven to 11 or 12, um, uh, what would that be? That would be kind of infant and junior school kind of age yeah. or upper infant and, and junior? Because I naturally think about those people that are maybe involved in different campaigns and things. So you're talking about like end of secondary school, college, uni sort of age. Um, mm-hmm. So, how have you kind of found it looking at that that much of a younger age group where? Um, Those conversations maybe are formed in a very different way.
1: Yeah, that was a real challenge to present these quite, um, sometimes quite complex ideas in a way that's accessible to children that age um, and appealing to them as well. I mean, if a child picks up one of these books and it's not appealing, it's not fun to them, then they're not going to get a lot out of it. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that was an interesting challenge, and I think um well our, our minds are formed well from the day we're born so I think the younger you can get thinking about how you think and getting to know your own mind and how it works I think the better
0: I think it's really interesting because I've been involved with conversations around sexual health before mm-hmm. and especially when we're we talk about working with young people and it's very much that kind of sex education isn't it's not about intercourse actually it's about relationships and things like consent and communication and
1: um,
0: i imagine it being a very similar thing to to mental health it's actually when you're looking at that age group we're not talking about um kind of crisis point actually we're just talking about maybe low mood or signs of um, being anxious and and things which everyone will experience as part of that kind of spectrum of emotions i guess definitely
1: yeah i think um it's important to everybody and we could all do with getting to know ourselves a bit better um and yeah absolutely you're right um that crisis point i mean it it does happen for very young children but um but i think the books um look at uh understanding your emotions and that it's okay to feel emotions that are seen as negative so it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel angry it's how you let these emotions affect your behavior mm. um, and sort of understanding the difference between uh, thoughts and, f- and uh, emotions and behavior
0: mm. and the things as well yeah it's 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 kind of that i don't know it's that touching point of um because i haven't been involved with those conversations in in that sort of setting and mm. it's in your mind trying to think how that happens and how that's received because i know um i'm i'm looking at uh some suicide awareness project stuff for, for later this year and um i've seen the the stats for hampshire which is where i'm based and uh in the last couple of years are um are victims of suicide age from 15 up to 90 and 15 is literally just out of this age group and you're thinking okay we're, we're not talking about crisis point here but actually yeah from a really young age people are affected not just generally by mental health illness but actually quite seriously um and that's why it's such an important topic
1: yeah absolutely and someone who is at that point when they're 15 when they're seven Mm. or younger even um they'll probably have those um thought patterns will maybe already be there for Mm. them um yeah if you can give give
0: people the tools
1: early in life then it, it can i suppose save
0: lives maybe mm, mm. i'm i am um i do confess it is a simplistic view um but i do have the mindset that actually conversations really do make a difference and a conversation mm. is something that anyone and everyone can do okay a conversation won't every time or frequently save someone in a crisis point situation it might save one or two but um having that kind of open dialogue earlier on actually i think would make a huge difference overall and that's where the kind of the challenge um i think sits and there's so much stuff that goes on around getting people to speak up and talk about what they're going through and that is hugely important but i think one of the the not touched upon challenges yet is getting people to listen and I think that's one of the really interesting things that when you're looking at a younger age group and you're not necessarily getting involved with the conversation and the details of the the heavy-handed side of of mental health illness actually you're looking at mental health on a more um, general scale and actually touching upon some of the symptoms and what a nice way to make people feel comfortable having that conversation and I think that's a real um, benefit to people probably at that age, but more so in the five, ten, twenty years to come after they've read the book.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think um, that's a brilliant point about listening, and um, I think it's a, a skill to listen um, properly when when someone is experiencing um, mental ill health or or distress of that um, of that kind. Um, yeah to to just listen and you don't always have to um try and fix it. Just being listened to is really quite powerful mm. in that kind of
0: situation um and obviously, you've got the the two different books and from from my kind of brief glances, I'm really picking up that one is very much specifically around anxiety mm-hmm. um and that the other one is more of a kind of self esteem side so yeah, is, right. is there a focus from from one to be a bit more general because to me self self-esteem is maybe not something we would associate directly with mental health or mental health illness although yeah. I can see where it comes from and actually personally that's the book I feel more interested in um but I, I, yeah I'm interested as to what sort of difference do you kind of see between the two books uh,
1: okay and um, yeah that's interesting that um that you've you've made that distinction yes I suppose yeah self-esteem is more it's something that we all have and that can change mm. day to day and um, how we feel about ourselves and it's something that maybe you wouldn't have thought about um when you're age seven to eleven mm. whereas worrying um in other words anxiety is yeah. some, uh, something that we're familiar with uh, you know there's a, a a word for it that kids use from a very young age um so yeah i think the you're a star the book about self-esteem um really takes a a holistic approach to um just looking at how you think of yourself how you speak to yourself um and just kind of examining that that voice that you use to speak Mm. to yourself and um yeah just critical is the wrong word but being um uh, inquisitive yeah about the things that we think about ourselves and the things we say to ourselves um and potentially changing the way that we do this
0: uh yeah i think because again it's it's different people will take different things from it but i think because i very much see one as and this is maybe how people think is that the The don't worry be happy the anxiety focus is very much in my mind as a okay that's mental health illness that's how we traditionally see mental health Mm -hmm. um so when people say mental health they don't often mean mental health they mean mental health illness yeah and actually the the your star self-esteem i see is what's actually mental health in terms of because i can very much see that as a you might be struggling with your self-esteem but also your self-esteem could be really good and there's kind of the mental health well-being side of that yeah so I kind of in my head I've just I've made that split whether it's there or, I, I've i got no idea but yeah mm-hmm. that's how I've kind of just gone from it and that's why I think the self-esteem one sounded more interesting because it's that it uh, appeals to the way that I think um, mm-hmm. and I think it's maybe quite interesting to see what different people would take from those books as well
1: yeah yeah i mean um i've had some great feedback from children who've who've read the books um uh mostly it's been the anxiety book don't worry be happy Hmm. that um i've heard from children about but it seems to have um i suppose open their minds a little bit about um about worrying and um the kinds of things that they worry about and I think it's easy to feel like you're the only one mm. um I mean at any age really when you have when you feel anxious about something but to see it in black and white and realize that other kids your age feel similarly yeah. is, can be a huge weight off your shoulders sometimes
0: I think so, is there um like a particular reason, a focus obviously you spoke earlier about kind of that interaction with your children as well um that kind of led you to think actually this is a, a project or an idea that I want to put into a book
1: um i I mean I've been very interested in the way the mind works for a long time um it's not um I haven't myself um well i mean i haven't suffered with anxiety um or low self-esteem in my life but it it's always been there i think for everybody there is an element of anxiety things we are anxious about Mm. and our self-esteem can go up and down so it's um yeah it's always been something that's
0: interested me that's really cool to hear like and it's part of part of what i love about having the the tool of the podcast to talk to different people because so often um the the people that i speak to have been uh, heavily affected by a mental health illness and their investment in projects is quite clear and quite obvious sometimes yeah. and i think it is it is interesting to talk to different people that have a real passion and aspire to be involved in um either talking about mental health and campaigning or kind of raising awareness generally and actually to sit down and chat to someone to say that you know i i yeah i've been affected and it's touched on different aspects of my life but i've never really suffered with an illness it's not something that is heavily impacted on me but yet it's something that i i want to be involved in i want to talk more about the um the fact that you've kind of looked at an age group that actually is um a really important age group to work with not just because of the the impact that a book can have at that age um mm. but because it is kind of setting them up ready for those maybe more serious conversations at a later stage to be comfortable to talk about like you say things like anxiety or how they feel about themselves mm. um is a a real tool and a real benefit that i think actually a lot of people we especially in england really struggle with actually talking about the things that we feel whether they're positive or negative um i think we really struggle with that everyone's happy to say oh that's something about that person or this is something that i've previously experienced Mm. but to say oh right now actually i don't feel great and this is maybe why um was there kind of a, a thing in your mind that it wasn't just uh, I want to talk more about mental health but that you particularly kind of directed towards that age group
1: Um, I suppose I I tried to um, go back in time and put myself in in the shoes of myself at that age and think back to how it felt being at school and feeling that kind of that peer pressure um, and comparing yourself to other kids and the things that I remember feeling inadequate about, um, I think there's always, there's always something, um, especially at that age mm. that you think you should be doing or you should have. Um, so that's how I try to, um, approach it to just be really empathetic, um, and um yeah try and um go go find a, meet children at mm.
0: their level mm. how did you um kind of match the because it's obviously very informed in terms of like you say the reference to the cbt and the mindfulness how did you kind of go about getting what can be something that adults really struggle to understand sometimes and the just what it is and how it can be applied to to get that into kind of a a simple enough language or explanation that kind of fitted into your story as well as being something that young people would understand
1: yeah well i um i spent time speaking with child psychologists with them child uh, based mindfulness practitioners um, and we had Amanda Ashman Wims she um, wrote the forward to both the books and sort of read it all over and rubber stamped it as it were mm-hmm. um, as a professional um, so yeah I, I did a ton of research uh, spoke to some really smart people and um, I suppose it, it was almost an act of translation of um, finding the voice for the book I suppose because I'm a writer by trade so um that's my job really to um to find the the voice of the book Mm. and the right tone and yeah as you say the right language and it's um it's i think it's very important not to speak down to children so um i've included um some of the science of it um obviously quite complex ideas but just um breaking them down into um kind of manageable chunks and also using a lot of um uh invented situations mm. so i'll i'll put the the two um monster characters in situations that the kids can identify with um at when they're reading uh the book so i think that gives them uh, it's a really good way to help understand quite complex things um, and when they can relate to it with the character
0: yeah and setting it in that um say kind of real world real world scenario kind of loosely Mm. obviously in terms of the characters but um giving that actual example i think will make uh, makes it a lot easier to kind of take in and understand The process that is happening without having to put in like you said the science and the heavy detail and um that that can be talked around i know you've also got obviously um linked in really nicely the characters there um the uh they they remind me of i've seen a a similar thing i'm sure it was on like a like either a christmas campaign or a sports campaign or something like that where it's kind of that use of like a really friendly monster type character and actually the the link and the association of something that maybe could be perceived as actually quite scary or ugly but Mm. actually comes across as a really cute welcoming friendly creature um like was was that kind of part of your decision making process to have something that looked or appeared like that um and just generally how did you come up with the characters
1: well i'm i'm glad that they uh they've struck you that way yes (laughs) that's the the intention for them to be very yeah friendly and um approachable and cuddly Mm. um so they're called bop is the the monster in the self-esteem book you're a star and fizz is the monster in the anxiety book don't worry be happy um and they feature throughout the book, getting into um, all sorts of different um, situations. Uh, and, yeah, I suppose we just wanted to make them really um, accessible and um, not scary at all. Something that the um, the child might be able to identify with, but not necessarily. Uh, we wanted them to be gender neutral as well, which mm. is easy, and it's a monster. Mm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I suppose a monster can be anything really. There's um, there's so many of them out there in our um, in our minds. Mm. Um, so you can um, sort of attribute um, whatever you need to onto them when you're reading the books.
0: Was the the kind of the part of the reasoning then to use a, a, a monster and not a human? character that kind of general gender neutral it's an easy way to not have to do something with gender and make it still appealing to everybody
1: yeah yeah i think that was part of part of it we wanted the books to just appeal to a a broad Mm. um range of children and so yeah we've we've um yeah the the uh the monsters are quite um yeah the the neutral and um sorry i'm getting a
0: bit um is there kind of any plans for for something kind of leading on from from these two books um in the future like is there um other areas that you kind of wanted to go into around mental health or would there be some sort of development for the characters that you've got in there
1: yeah well i mean if if um in the future there i can see that we might want to think about um maybe friendships is a big um area of um potential trouble for children um and young people uh and i mean there's so many aspects to mental health i'd definitely be open to um to writing more in this in this uh vein but um right now we um watch this space i suppose I, I can't say anymore
0: that's okay um and i know you do a couple of other things i vaguely remember seeing something about um like a writer's group or or program that you also run as well um and are you able to tell us kind of a little bit about some of those projects that you're involved with
1: oh sure yeah and um, well the um The writing retreat that I I facilitate once a month in Portsmouth and it's for a company called Writers HQ um, who do online writing courses um, and retreats all over um, the south of England at the moment and are growing rapidly uh, northwards as well Um, so yeah it's a monthly writers retreat where we all bring our projects and we write in sprints and get loads and loads of words written um we don't there's a strict no sharing policy so um, <laughs> all about getting the words on the page and um we share our word counts and it all goes up on the scoreboard and it's all good fun
0: oh that's good
1: i've really loved um running that um, i've been running that for about a year now
0: oh, okay really work. how did you kind of originally get into writing
1: uh, well, I guess as a child, um, I remember writing poetry when I was at infant school and stories. Um, and then it was at secondary school, I remember writing a short story and my English teacher reading it in front of the whole class. And I was a bit mortified, but also it, it did my self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. I gave that a huge boost, and I think from from that day,
0: I I have been a writer. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting. People have those different stories about careers, and it's interesting when you have someone that's from a very young age, kind of knows or has that aspiration, and those people that work their way to sort of thirty, forty, and still aren't really too sure. And it's it's always interesting <laughs> to hear that kind of pathway. And some people, are like, oh, I still I still don't know. I don't I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year. <laughs> um, so do you think as a as a young person that was kind of interested in writing, would mm-hmm. these books be something that you would have been interested in at the time and what kind of take would you have had on them?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think, well, I, I was a voracious reader at that age, so I probably would have um, ripped through both of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this kind of thing was around when I was that age, so that would have been... Kind of the mid 90s um, but I think it it would definitely have been eye-opening to me to think about the workings of my own mind I don't I don't think it, it would have occurred to me
0: at that age I think it's really interesting because we um I think when I look back to some of the books that I would have read as a young person and I'm I'm really not sure what some of the messages were from those books other than to be a story Um, and I I do find it interesting now where you have um, kind of particular campaigns or focuses when when books come out and when they're focused at um, young people in general there does seem to be a little bit more of a focus sometimes on a particular topic and I think is it that we never had that when we were younger? Is it that there wasn't a focus on particular topics like community or mental health or sexual health, or um, or is it just that now we're older, actually we look at and identify those things, um, and it's it hasn't changed in the last sort of twenty, forty years. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. And it's interesting from sure. from what you said. I'm still. I'm not, I'm not sure either way that. Because like you say, is it that some of those books weren't there or is it that we wouldn't have necessarily been drawn to them or would we just not have picked up on that message?
1: Yeah, well, I think um, nowadays there's this whole um, industry of young adults um, and middle grade writing and I think often with that age group, the there'll be a, an issue that the book will address. Hmm. Um and it'll be that'll be part of even the marketing for the group that this this is a book about this and that's a book about that and I'm not sure in the past if fiction was seen in that way I think as you say that fiction is just the purpose of it is to be a story whereas now we might say this book is about Mm. this issue or to to make this point but then I suppose we've always made points with with fiction
0: yeah it's hard yeah i I can't quite i'm I'm still not quite sure i don't know i guess part of it is also i suppose particularly with the age group that you're looking at that they won't necessarily go away and in 20 years look back and say oh it's it's that one particular book that made me start to talk about these things it just empowers them at the time that okay it, it is more comfortable you are able to talk about these things and it's you're not saying right you're now a a 15 or a 20 year old let's sit down and talk about this serious thing you're kind of getting in there really early before it is a big discussion point or a big topic and potentially hopefully before there's kind of so much stigma built in around talking about mental health
1: i hope so yeah um yeah and as you say it doesn't these these sorts of things don't just come from nowhere it's mm. a, a a building and a, a it can often come from um experiences that happen in our formative years um that lead to to mental illness in later life i mean sometimes it, it doesn't it, it there's uh, many contributing factors
0: yeah
1: but yeah hopefully these books will help help some children to to um, Yeah, just be
0: more aware of their own mental health Um, I'm very happy with that. um I don't know if it'd be nice to kind of start to wrap up but also it sounds weird to now do this at the end um Mm. if you were able to kind of give like a little summary or an introduction to to the books as well and maybe to the the sort of the stories that are in there um for those people that maybe haven't heard or haven't seen um anything to do with the books as of yet
1: okay yeah um well you're a star is a child's guide to self-esteem and don't worry be happy is a child's guide to overcoming anxiety um both the books um lead you through um ideas about um how our minds work um looking at the thoughts we have uh there are loads of activities in the books for the children to um to do and they it's all meant to be fun and accessible and um, and for the child and the parent to look at together mm. as well. But I'm also if they don't want to share certain parts, then that's okay as well. Yeah. Um, but the yeah the idea is to kind of do them one do the activities one at a time and share with an adult that you trust um and yeah always encouraging to speak about Mm. what the book maybe brings up for the child
0: i think it's really nice even before i knew about the the, kind of the activity side that it is kind of hopefully empowering i don't know empowering seems weird because i still think hopefully you're getting in at a really early stage um, so that kind of empowerment doesn't necessarily come into it as much but you're making people young people feel comfortable talking about these things hopefully before there's too much of a, a negative impact on in their minds of, of talking about them but having yeah. the activity side as well just really allows for a conversation to happen and a oh look this is what I'm doing or what do you think other this this person feels maybe sad and I, I feel, sad sometimes as well it kind of facilitates a bit more of a discussion.
1: Yeah, absolutely and letting um, children and young people know that it's it's totally normal to feel whatever they're feeling, all emotions are valid and okay and okay to talk about. Um, I suppose that would be the um, the main message that I'd want the books to convey.
0: That's awesome. If, um, if people wanted to find out a little bit more about you, Poppy, or wanted to find out a bit more about the books, um, where could they go to do that? Um,
1: well, if they want to know about me, they can follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm at P underscore O underscore Neil, N-E-I-L-L. Um, or you could visit my website, which is Um If you want to know more about the book, Um, You can visit the um, Summersdale, that's the publisher's website, um, which is summersdale.com and search on there for Don't Worry, Be Happy or You're a Star. Um, And yeah, there'll be an overview and links to buy them on there as well
0: awesome I just about managed to write those down as you went through so I did not have to listen to it back <laughs> like a quick scribble them down now um it's been really really cool to sit down and chat with you and I think especially for me like I've done uh, a lot of work with young people and and just about in some of those um ages and to actually hear someone so passionately wanting to get involved with something that hasn't even hugely affected their life um is is really cool and really kind of makes me hopeful actually that there can be um different projects and activities and and products that are um yeah to some degree empowering but just really facilitating those conversations and some of that education at, at a really young age that actually talking about our emotions our feelings and things like that is is totally okay and um becomes so so difficult very very quickly after this age group um and uh yeah like we said earlier some of the the stories of of young people um even within our um local area let alone around the rest of the country or the world um actually are are affected by that crisis point very soon after 11 so it is an important topic for people to talk about yes
1: definitely
0: i agree uh so thank you very much for coming on and um i look forward to kind of i'm gonna go and have a little bit more of a look at the books and and check out the website and stuff so uh but yeah thank you very much for coming on and talking about what you've got going on
1: thanks mike
0: Hello, I'm back. <laughs> I just wanted to add in a little bit at the end of this episode to say, obviously, a big thank you to Poppy for coming on to the podcast, but also to mention specifically if you were really interested in hearing what Poppy had to say and obviously um, about the two books, the Don't Worry, Be Happy and You're a Star. Uh, Poppy will be coming along to the Mental Health Blog Awards on Saturday, the 28th of July. So if you want to have a little bit of a chat with Poppy, you'll find out a bit more about those books, about working. With younger children, so especially in that kind of seven to eleven age range that Poppy's kind of researched and got some information about, could be a really interesting uh, discussion for you guys to have. Maybe a good networking opportunity. So, uh, most of you, some of you, may already have your tickets for the Mental Health Blog Awards on the 28th of this month. But if you don't, you can go to mike'sopenjournal.com forward slash mh blog awards and all the information about the event is there Uh, but as I say thank you for listening all the information is available on the website and uh, please remember you're not alone out there These are not real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down.
1: So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me and that's okay.
0: A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate Yeah.
1: Dad came upstairs and then I heard him saying like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to light it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well, so it sort of started from there. And Then she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything, and her face
0: dropped.
1: You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most.
0: I mean, this this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting.
1: So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.